Welcome to another podcast where I, Samantha Eason, owner and licensee of Exclusively Managed in Brisbane, discuss property management and strategies for managing your investment property. This show will discuss the many factors that contribute to poor management of investments and what makes a successful investment thrive. We would love to hear from our local investors directly. If you have a scenario or situation you would like our assistance with, hit us up online. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, it's Samantha Eason here again with another episode talking property management. And today I'm going to go into, I guess, the understanding of the investor's worst case scenario and the fear of loss. And I think it is something that literally goes through every single property investor's mind. Um, Even if you don't invest in property and you invest in other methods, the fear of loss is a powerful emotion for property investors and letting emotions take over often lead to a rational decision making, which is probably the property investor's worst situation to be in. You do need to think as a business decision when it comes to your investment and This can come from like various areas. So lack of previous experience, loss in property value, inability to keep up with maintenance, the prospect of terrible tenants, and all of the little stresses that come with owning a property, whether that's an investment property or if you have multiple and something goes wrong, that's an incredibly stressful time. I think as well, like another big issue is the fear of being swindled, especially with misinformation. So if you get told the wrong bit of advice um, or you buy a bad property and the builder did a really bad job, it's a natural and healthy skepticism, I guess. Um, But with me today, I've also got Sarah Larson. She is a business owner and property manager in Brisbane. And Sarah has dealt with hundreds and hundreds of clients who have been obviously in this situation as most property managers are when you are dealing with a first-time client or someone, a first-time investor or someone who's owned multiple properties, they always have that fear So Sarah, what is probably one of the most common fears that you think investors throw at you when you're dealing with them? It really comes down to their personal situation. I find in my particular circumstance, we have a lot of owners of investment units and uh, a lot of those particular owners are mum and dad investors. This is what they are doing with their usable equity to set themselves up in the future. However, subject to market conditions, I believe they get quite concerned around interest rates. Um, A lot of the time they potentially set up initially on an interest-only mortgage scheme. And as that comes to its completion, the cliff, which we're all seeing a lot of media attention regarding at the moment the um, the fixed rate mortgage, mortgage cliff is really a very scary concept for those who may already be negatively geared 
but potentially looking at even more of an annual loss which they have to sustain prior to tax time. Yeah, and that's a fair point. So do you believe, like, we obviously have worked together and we work very well together, I believe. Um, So, like, one of – I don't have that many landlords and I'm not sure if you're the same, but I don't have that many that have a fear of bad tenants. It's more so the cost of everything. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think the fear is more related to the cost of the house itself the tenant aspect would only really come in in the situation where they feel tenants are reporting an unreasonable amount of maintenance. And I think you and I have a very um, unique perspective on that in that we have expectations of ourselves, but we also have expectations of our owners. If a property is in a good quality state, then the maintenance fears and the costs associated with that shouldn't come into the equation if you're properly set up. And I guess that's our job as agents, to make sure that we're correctly identifying and advising our clients about what their future expenditure would look like. Yeah, yeah, and I completely agree. I've had heaps of clients or prospective clients, I should say, that come to me and they then go, you know, I want to rent out this property and it's not 100% ready to rent Um, and I never hear from them again. They've probably gone to an agent who will do as they say, you know, and just let them control the show. Um, I'm sure you're the same as well. Have you had clients or prospective clients like that as well? 100%. Yeah. I mean, we've just recently taken over a property that was uh, in an awful state. And I guess from the moment I walked in, um, you know, it had been poorly managed for five years. Uh, I walked in, I called the landlord immediately and said, all right, well, before we even start, we have X, Y, Z of refurbishments that need to be done to bring this property up to minimum housing standards. That's something that I guess a quality agent would have in the back of their mind already and be giving that feedback to their owners already. Now we're seeing um, legislation impacting maybe that market that aren't being so forthright with their advice. in ensuring properties are at minimum standard. And yeah. you can only hide from your maintenance in a dilapidated property for so long. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think that was the biggest issue with the rental reforms. They had We had so many properties that just had no push to get maintenance done on an appropriate time. Yeah. There are all those, always those methods for um tenants to breach the agency but not many of them wanted to or they were too scared or they didn't know so i'm probably grateful for those part of the reforms i guess like when you are working for your client's best interest the property is only going to make money at the end of the day if it's well looked after if you have a property that is falling apart and your best bet if you buy it is to demolish it Think about what that property would be worth if it was livable, you know? And I think as well, like, that is a big issue with loss. Like, it is an investor's nightmare when they have to hear that they've got a $3,000 repair or even worse, like a $20,000 repair. I know that sometimes you do have those unfortunate situations where a tenant has caused a significant amount of damage, but that is why we have insurance and it's why it's a push that you have that landlord insurance. 
but it comes down to that agent and their methods. And, you know, like investing can be so overwhelming that it's best to avoid it altogether. Like it's, you just don't know what you're going to get. And that's why I think it's important that people do have a strong team with them to advise them of the best course or the best like way to go. Um, and obviously reliable builders as well. Like that I think is probably one of your, your clients in particular, their biggest issues are, you know, did this builder build me a good property? Are there big issues? What do you think? hundred percent. I'm dealing with two sides of the coin. Um, at the moment where I've got properties in a facility, a, a unit complex that didn't do their due diligence within their mandated um, defect periods, uh, that's resulted in $90,000 worth of building repairs that the body corporate are currently funding uh, through special levies. Um, conversely, I've got a body corporate who took that advice and spent a substantial amount of money on a defect report with a really reputable um, party in Brisbane. And their original builder, even though he completed the construction six years ago, is coming back right now and making good on uh, 73 structural defects Yep, six years after the fact. And only with the right team and the right knowledge base would a body corporate know how to do that and do you see that often that people don't listen to the advice that they're presented with even if it's going to cost them more long term absolutely i mean and that's that's coming back to your initial comment about that fear of spending money now not understanding that by sticking their head in the sand they're actually making their issue compound and it's going to be far greater down the track so you've got to get ahead of that uh, fear and you've got to be able to analytically look at the situation. Um, you know, landlords are investors, but, you know, they have to have a hands-on approach. It's not a passive investment. It's not like shares where you can't dictate how it's going to evolve. Uh, you have control, which is something that might alleviate that fear. Yeah, and that's exactly what I think. I think if you've got control over your investment, property investment, is the best way to go. Um, you've got the control of picking your tenants. You've got the control of picking your agency, picking the house, the property, the unit, the suburb. You've got all of those factors that you can consider. And I think when investors make the bad decisions in their you know investing journey, it's when they think emotionally, and you know they may have a really good tenant that's looked after them as a property owner for the last eight years deals with maintenance themselves. But if that tenant leaves, they're looking for that same tenant. And that market may have evolved where families are more orientated to go to that property um, or that suburb or that area, and they may not be able to find that perfect single tenant again. And, you know, investing involves numbers. And math may not be everyone's strong point. I know it's not mine. It's definitely, definitely not mine. Um, so like having that issue of not being able to estimate a property's potential cash flow, expected rental income, possibility of repairs and maintenance, insurance, taxes, etc., that becomes a really big issue as well. And then it's the fear of going broke, I guess. And I think we've seen that 
immensely over the last couple of years. Um, Yeah, I mean, we're doing this podcast the day after yet another interest rate rise. And, you know, we're seeing massive amounts of fear in the media. Um, You know, you would think it's doomsday. And if you look at it from an analytical perspective, um, interest rates are only what they were 10 years ago. And we, you know, we're talking post-GFC interest rates. We're not even talking mid-term of GFC interest rates or anything like that. So I think there has to be a certain level of consideration and a realistic analytical approach to the situation of property investment, and that's going to mitigate all your fears. And the right team can give you all of those tools from the outset. Um, You know, expectations, what's a regular, what is your maintenance budget forecast going to look like for the year ahead? Yeah, and that's something that we do as well. So, like, with Exclusively Managed, we structure a lot of our clients over the long-term approach. So, in five years, it's recommended that you upgrade this or you upgrade that. We always try and work with getting our clients ahead of the market. And I think that's incredibly important because if property managers did this five years ago, we unlikely would have had that issue with the rental reforms with maintenance. You shouldn't have to dictate to a group that they have to keep their property in a maintained standard. And that caused a lot of fear. Like we saw so many people sell their properties and sell their rentals because of the costs associated with the repairs, the rental reforms, the smoke alarms that had to get put in. Mm, The pets. And the pet issue. And it was like, but at the long-term result, think about how good that property is going to be in 10 years' time. You have to look forward. I know Jack from Henderson, for example, he says that you need to use your first or second property to get you to your third and fourth. And you may not need that property long term, but it will help you achieve that property that you really need. And I think that's incredibly important for a lot of people to understand. Um and yeah, you made a really good point. So pets, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, when the when the legislation came in in October last year, prior to that, we had a lot of landlords in a really uh, precarious fear position because they felt like their control was being taken away. Um, essentially, we've navigated that even prior to the legislation change and saying, you know, look at the demographic of society. The renting population is increasing renters will be renting for longer they want to have pets it makes their property not just a house a home with the right processes in place there shouldn't be a fear of that causing residual damage i mean terry shear for example one of the biggest landlord insurance um, providers in australia have just increased their pet damage uh, uh, claimable amounts on their standard policy for rentals under a thousand dollars yeah you know, wow. There's ways to navigate these these issues. Yeah. And I think it's important to keep that in mind and talk to the experts and get the information. information yeah, and that's a, that's a really good point. So I did a – I completed a routine inspection with the owner last week and his tenants called me before the inspection and they were like, Sam, we're so sorry. Our dog has dug up the yard. They got a puppy six months ago. Um, to help with a traumatic time within their family. And this owner is 
what you would expect a traditional investor or landlord to be like when they've moved out of their family home and rented it out. Mm. They're anxious. I get that. And when I called him to let him know before the inspection, I said, do you trust me? And he hesitated, but he did say, yeah, I guess I do. And I went, all right, perfect. This is what's happened. It's not looking great right now. I haven't seen it yet, but when we see it together today, we'll talk about the action plan. And he was fine. So like we spoke about what to do. The tenants were completely on board. They knew that something bad had happened. They've tried to fix the area in the backyard. They've topsoiled it. There's no holes. They've gated the section off from the dog to help it grow. And it's difficult. Like when you leave your family home and you move into another one, whether you rent that or you have purchased it and that's now your new family home, it's incredibly stressful and difficult to think of someone else creating memories in that home. Yeah, yeah. The emotional attachment to what should be an unemotional investment um, it's a very real concept for a lot of owners. And again, you just have to navigate that with the right people who can tell you that just because someone doesn't live the same way you do doesn't mean that it's wrong. Um, we have legislation in place to protect our owners and we also have legislation in place to protect our tenants. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important to recognise. I completely agree. So I think it's the Fear of overall making the wrong choice. And I think that is probably something that all investors have had or do go through no matter what stage of their investment journey they're in. Um, you don't want to make a poor decision. You don't want to come out with less money. You don't want to have a bad tenant. They're all understandable fears, but it's incredibly important to have, you know, as Sarah said, your team behind you. If you do have an investment property within a unit complex or have any questions about renting your unit in Brisbane, or building management or body corporate concerns, you can reach out to Sarah. Her best contact number is 0407110431. And thank you so much for coming on the show today, Sarah. We have absolutely loved having you here with us. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We hope you have a wonderful Wednesday or rest of your week, depending on when you're listening. And fingers crossed we don't get another interest rate rise this time next month. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. My main focus is on growing our clients' investments. So our audio or style may be a bit choppy as I'm not a professional speaker, but I'm committed to being transparent with my communication with our clients, including you as our listener. Thanks for listening to Talking Property Management with Samantha Eason. And don't forget to visit us online at exclusivelymanaged.com.au.